When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. My God, he is so funny. But you know, he is also so serious. Rich Eisen. He's in charge of every detail. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The actual playing part, I'm definitely tired of getting hit. My least favorite record is the amount of sacks that I've taken in my career. Today's guests, Stephen A. Smith, Jaguars head coach, Doug Peterson, NHL on TNT analyst, Paul Bissonnette. Hosts of American Ninja Warrior, Matt Eisman and Akbar Bajabiyamila. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Welcome to this Friday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. NBA Finals, plural, one game in. Stanley Cup Final beginning. And that's a singular. And that's how we're going to be rolling into this Friday show. Talking about the NBA Finals, plural, with Stephen A. Smith, the singular talent. And then talking about the Stanley Cup Finals, singular, with Biz Nasty himself. Paul Bissonette's going to be nice. on this program here today. That's how we're covering all of that stuff. Uh, Doug Peterson, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, will be on this program. The AFC South champion, defending champion, Jacksonville Jaguars. He is on this program. And then uh, the Ninja Warriors themselves, Matt Eisman and Akbar Bajah Biamila, together live. We've got microphones and chairs all set up because that's how we, we roll um, when we have multiple guests. Uh, and then there's you, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Hello, Roku Channel audience. The Roku Channel is free on all Roku devices, select Samsung Smart TV. We're free on Amazon Fire TVs. We're free on the Roku app because the Roku channel's on the app and the RokuChannel.com for everybody who's out there using the internet, as is your right. Our podcast, if you miss anything, all three hours, thanks to the Cumulus Podcast Network, our relationship with Westwood One is what fuels this coast-to-coast on our terrestrial radio network, Sirius XM Odyssey as well. Our YouTube page, White Hot. We've got a new fun shorts game. All of, uh, all of our YouTube shorts are sitting out there our reels on instagram our our reels uh our our videos uh dare i say on tiktok are on fire um yeah by the way chris this just in Whoa. um our tiktok game xander eisen my uh my eldest son saying dad get on tiktok so proud our tiktok videos since we started posting them in earnest in the last month over a hundred thousand views for every video that's how we roll we talk to kids uh, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Good to see you over there, Brockman. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm single dad this weekend. I feel great. That's right. Sarah's at the uh, the Big Slick. Big Slick. Our friends right. in Kansas City. Mahomes and uh, and uh, Kelsey, part of the crew that's playing uh, charity softball at right. the K tonight, huh, in Kansas City? Be a good time. Good to see you, Jay Felly. How are you? Hey, what's up, Rich? Uh, and uh, TJ Jefferson, candles already lit. Good to see you. What's cracking? Okay. Uh, here's what's cracking. If I told you, <laughs> what if I told you? If I had told you going out the door yesterday, Nikola Jokic would have one shot attempt in the first quarter, three shots attempts through attempted through the first half, and five shots through the first three quarters. If I had told you that that would be the case in game one, and it was, and I'd give you two choices. That though, just knowing that alone, mm-hmm. 
it would mean, A, the Miami Heat were going to win a fourth consecutive game one in these playoffs. That is their M.O. They come into your town and hit you in the mouth. They take their A seed and slap you across the face with it. They did it to Milwaukee. They did it to New York. They did it to Boston. And with Denver having a nine-day layoff after dispatching the Lakers and the Heat coming off of an intense Game 7 against Boston that nobody saw coming because they went up 3-0 and hit Boston in the mouth three consecutive times. If I told you that the Heat would win Game 1 based on the fact that Jokic had one shot through the first quarter, three shots through the first half, and five through the first three quarters. Or the other option is that Jokic would do that and have a triple-double anyway and wind up as the leading scorer of the entire game that also featured not one but two players with 26-point nights. Had I given you that choice, it would have been a toss-up, right? Yeah, for I think sure. if this was yesterday, going into game one, it would have been a toss-up. And I'm sure that's why Nuggets fans get upset with national media types who overlook the greatness of the Denver Nuggets and focus on the opponents like Giannis and the Bucks and the Knicks. Oh, look what the Knicks are doing. Oh, the Celtics. They're going back to the finals again. Because of how good the heat is. But the Denver Nuggets just had no problem with the heat last night. Now, yeah, the back door was open for you gamblers towards the end of that game. We were Denver till we die, Rich. And the Heat made it a 10-point game with four minutes to go. But that's when Jokic made an eight-foot floater in the lane and then an eight-foot jumper fading away to wrap it up. On his way to a triple-double, joining Jason Kidd as the only humans in the history of the association to triple-double in their first ever game in the NBA <laughs> Finals. Is that good? <laughs> and it was the seventh triple-double of the playoffs for Jokic, who is now averaging a triple-double throughout these postseason. Wow. That has the Nuggets three wins away from winning the NBA Finals. And how good are the Nuggets? Go ahead. Uh, how nu- the, good are they? Well, hold on. How, the, the Nuggets are so good. How mm-hmm. good Thank you. are they? Yeah. I would say with more feeling, but I think we've made the point. Okay, that Jokic just one shot in the first quarter, and it came with 30 seconds left in the first quarter. He had six assists in that first quarter. And it was Aaron Gordon that took care of the first quarter because there were matchup problems that the Heat had on him. Oh, wait a minute. So wait a minute. It's... It's the Nuggets that could create matchup problems outside of their two-man game with Jokic and Jamal Murray, who, by the way, was the one on the Nuggets who had a 26-point night. And Gordon went 6 of 8 in the first quarter, 12 points first quarter. Okay, so Jokic is only one shot with 30 seconds left. I got this in scoring. He's filling it up. He didn't need to shoot. And Jamal Murray, while Jokic took just three shots in the first half, he had 18 of his 26. He wound up four assists. He wound up... Four rebounds shy of um, a triple-double himself. He was 26, 26, 10, and 6 in 44 minutes last night, while Jokic went 27, 14, and 10. And by the way, by the way, the 14 assists 
by the Joker, the most assists in a first NBA Finals by anybody. Anybody. Anybody ever. Anybody ever. (laughs) So when you're throwing in like magic, keep going. The greatest point guards, the greatest ball distributors in the history of this incredible John Stockton association. It will be a center who has the record for most assists in an NBA Finals debut. (laughs) That's crazy. 14 of them. And here's one last one for you. Jokic and Murray become the third set of teammates to have 20 or more points and 10 or more assists in the same NBA Finals game. The other two are Magic and Worthy and Jordan and Pippen. And now it's Jokic and Murray joining that mix. And that's just first NBA Finals. We're talking about any NBA Finals game. Period. End of story. That's how good the Nuggets are. Because I didn't mention Porter Jr. or KCP or their bench or their coach. So. They just blew the doors off the heat who just didn't look at all like the team that comes in and puffs their chest out and shows you just their gumption or their their defense and how Spolstra can switch it up and confuse you. I mean, it did become a tight game-ish in the fourth quarter. Were you ever worried? Not really. And I don't want to be this guy. Uh, it's Friday. It's not Monday. But it, does it feel like it's over already? Well, obviously it feels that way because of how dominant the, the Nuggets looked. Here here are the, the good, if you want to have silver lining, because you got to hang your hat on something, because the next game's Sunday. So we got two games to think about it. Yeah. Uh, two things. One, Adebayo was terrific. He did. 26 yeah, points, 13 of, of 25 shooting. And um, and so he 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 definitely shot the ball well. You got to figure Max Struess ain't going zero for ten in right. the next one. No, he had zero points, and and that's and obviously Butler he's got to come up big. Like he's got to be Hemi. He's got to be the yeah. one who's got to say, "I got a forty pointer in me. I'm just gonna I'm gonna fill it up. You're not gonna stop me. Screw Jokic. Screw Murray. Right. You know I, I've got it. And obviously he has that ability to flip a switch or you know that's coming or stare into the mirror and stare a hole through it and then beat the crap out of you. He's he's done it before. He's got to do it again in game two. And then he said it after the game two. Uh, by two, I mean as well in game one. He said it. They've got to be more aggressive. They had two free throws. That's the lowest free throws ever, ever. by any by, by, by not not finals NBA playoff team. Ever. Two two free throws, and they came from by the way Haywood Highsmith. Butler didn't go to the line, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's a team Butler, that lives at the line. And who lives at the and who, Butler lives at the line? That's the yeah. guy who lives at the line. He's yeah. the guy who can. He's the guy who can. Score double digits just by shooting free throws. Yeah, sometimes. So they got to do that. They got to be aggressive. And the stat, Rich, too. It's it's Caleb Martin, uh, Duncan Robinson, and Struess were a combined two for twenty three. Yeah, that that you know, I'm sure you as a Celtic fan, like, where were those guys? Where were that? Where 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 were they? You know, Dwayne Wade was playing in this year. What happened? So frustrating. And so the the good news also for the Heat is the Nuggets didn't score a buck twenty four, one hundred four, which is. Absolutely doable for Miami. Yes. But Miami, that's doable. Game, man. That's doable. 
104 is doable for Miami. Garbage time. Miami was in the 80s. No, I know that. I, 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 again, we're just looking at the numbers here. Yeah. And if I'm my, and I'm grasp, that might be a straw I'm grasping at. But you, you said, is it over? I can't sit here and say it's over, and that's an overreaction, and we're we're being overreactive in that. We'll ask Stephen A. Smith about that shortly. And then the other thing I will talk about with Stephen A. Smith is uh, John Morant. You. <laughs> Last we saw John Morant, he was flashing a gun again on Instagram with a guy he's not supposed to be hanging with, and. Um, that is an oversimplification of just setting up the soundbite you're about to hear. An investigation of John Moran is happening again. As we know, he was with a firearm again after saying, I've learned my lesson or I'm going to learn my lesson or I, I, my, my suspension for flashing a firearm, by the way, in Denver. And seeing it on, on social media, on Instagram Live, that, you know, he went somewhere to think about it and learn about it and whatever, and he clearly learned nothing. The investigation, it appears to be complete. Adam Silver, in his state of the state address with the media prior to the NBA Finals, an annual tradition for the commissioner of the NBA, on uh, Thursday, was asked about the status of the investigation and gave an answer that took everyone aback, and including me, by surprise. We've uncovered a fair amount um, of additional information, I think, since I was still asked about the situation. I would say we probably could have brought it to a head now, but we made the decision, and I, and I believe the Players Association agrees with us, that it would be unfair to these players and these teams um, in the middle of the series to announce the results of that investigation. And given that we're, of course, in the offseason, he has now been suspended um, by his by the Memphis Grizzlies indefinitely, and so nothing is would have changed anyway in the next few weeks. I, it, it seemed better to park um, that at the moment, at least any public announcement. And my sense now is that shortly after the conclusion of the finals, now, we, we will announce the outcome of that investigation. Yeah, there it is. Whoa. And so, Chris, you know, cage three years old, right? Three and change, okay, yeah. my, my, I've got a 14, a, a 12, and a 9. Um, and you'll learn this uh, one day, uh, Chris. Um, whenever uh, one of our kids does something that he or she knows um, they shouldn't have done, and I, I, I understand what Morant has done and what my children are, are doing, totally different things. But it is similar in this fact. That's when they know they've done something and the answer to them it is your mom and I are figuring out what the consequence is, and we'll tell it. We'll t- we'll tell it to you later. We need to talk about it first. Drives them nuts. Needs <laughs> to hate that. And I am making this analogy because what Morant's behavior is, because he hasn't, thank God, hurt anybody, is so childish. Barkley said it perfectly. This is a multi-billion dollar business that is setting you up to make a billion yourself if you can keep playing and playing as well as you have played and being paid as well as you can be paid because of how well you play. And you can't stay away from behavior that the league will never countenance, ever, then it's childish. And 
what I just heard from the commissioner, just to boil it out all down, is we'll see Morant in 2024 for sure. Now, whether he's fortunate enough to be seen again in 2024 when they're still playing basketball in the 2023-24 season remains to be seen because we do not know what the other evidence is. But if it's other evidence that is so significant that's going to cause a suspension as significant as this one sounds to the point where they're like, we don't want to take away from the NBA finals. We don't want the conversation to be about this. So we're going to wait till the finals are over and then obviously say it as soon as we can to get it as far away from the draft as we possibly can, which is the 22nd. And the NBA Players Association agrees. This can't be anywhere in the realm of the usual drill for a suspension. And then I can't wait to hear what the other investigation is. Uh, or the information is from this investigation, so I can figure out what is Morant's malfunction a little better and hope that he does come back because he is a brilliant player to watch and also, outside of all this stuff, seemingly a, a good role model prior to all this. I heard that yesterday. I'm like, uh-oh. Yep. That was my first reaction. And if I'm Morant, it's like, you know, hey... Commissioner, can you t- just tell me now what, like, how bad is it? Maybe he's been, already been told. It's entirely possible he's already been told, and he just has to keep it quiet. Maybe. And if you just think of precedent real quick, remember Gilbert Arenas got 50 games for doing the finger guns during warm-ups. Well, and that was after, but he brought a gun the into the locker room. room. Right. So. so it's not, un- not unfathomed that this could be a year suspension. Wow. Let's take a break. Stephen A. Smith will join us on the Rich Eisen Show before Doug Peterson of the Jaguars will join us. Paul Bissonette of the NHL on TNT to talk Stanley Cup Final and Matt Eisman and Akbar Baja Miller of American Ninja Water, Ninja Warrior, but the warrior of first take and the worldwide leader and Stephen A.'s world coming up next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs 
costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Rich Eisen Show Radio Network uh, is back on the air. Sitting in the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Truly the best. They're, uh, and I, I, I say that uh, unreservedly because he does so much more than what uh, we see on first take for the worldwide leader in sports. Uh, we are now suddenly Stephen A's world uh, because we're just paying rent in his world. Stephen A. Smith, kind enough to call back into the Rich Eisen Show one game into the NBA final. It's good to chat with you, Stephen A. How are you, sir? My brother, how are you, man? How's everything going? We are good. Everything's good here. Um, you know, uh, and I, I was asking uh, my guys here to kick off the show. If I had told you yesterday that Jokic would have just one attempt through one quarter, three through a half, and five through three quarters, would that be more indicative of uh, Heat winning game one or Jokic triple doubling anyway? We would have probably chosen Heat win game one, uh, but he triple doubled Not anyway. Necessarily. You know? Not not necessarily because when he doesn't take shots, he's such a phenomenal passer. It's usually because he's setting guys up to doing their thing. There's no way on earth that they'd be trailing or losing, and he would have had that minimal amount of shots. Usually when that that transpires for him, it's because other guys are hitting shots and he's just letting them get their shot because most of the time he knows it's reserved for himself. So do you do you is do we have anyone we can compare Jokic to, or or we're literally watching the birth of a unicorn here, Stephen? What are we? I watching? think it's the birth of a unicorn. I think when you consider, I mean, the guy, you know, he's a big tub of lard, can't jump onto a curb, and you and you can't stop him. It's just unbelievable. Too big, too strong, too mobile. Uh, you know, quick afoot. Footwork is exceptional. Passing ability is exceptional. Shooting touch is exceptional. You see the combination of all of those things. He's certainly not going to stop too many people defensively, even though Jimmy Butler was only one of nine from the field when Jokic was guarding him last night. The bottom line is he's not known for his defense. He's known for what he delivers offensively. And when you consider his touch, his ability to shoot the ball, his ability to pass the ball, along with doing various other things, you just his basketball IQ is off the charts. You can call him a unicorn if you like. I don't think anybody would argue with any superlatives thrown in this direction because he is something special to be held. And then Murray is just as special, it appears, too, as a birth of his superstardom. And I understand, again, we're talking about a team that performed very well in the bubble um, and almost made the NBA Finals if it weren't for the Lakers, obviously, that year. But his 26, 10, and 6, and 44 minutes, and the way he played, you know, against the Lakers – uh, the two-man game is um, lethal, Stephen. Well, that's the two-man game in basketball. I mean, we've looked at Jason Tatum, Jaden Brown. We've looked at Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. We've looked at various others. And right now, they're the best. They've certainly been the best this postseason. Um, and you got to take into consideration the last time we saw Jamal Murray in the postseason uh, before he had that nasty ACL tear. The last time we saw him in the postseason, Denver Nuggets were in the conference finals in the bubble against the Los Angeles Lakers. That one they ultimately lost. But if you recall, the first two playoff series for the Denver Nuggets, uh, Jamal Murray was religiously dropping 40 or 50-plus point games in the postseason. So he put the world on notice how lethal he can be. I think he's an upgraded version from a guy like Klay Thompson because he's a long-range sniper himself. 
except he has better ball handling skills and a better ability to create his own shot and get to the basket a bit better than the great Clay Thompson. So I think when you look at Jamal Murray from that perspective, his ability to hit pressure shots, to respond under pressurized situations, averaging 32 in the conference finals, 27.7 points per game throughout the postseason, uh, considering the fact that the Denver Nuggets are undefeated this postseason when he shoots 40% or better from three-point range. What can you say? I mean, the guy is just special. There's no way around it. Um, and they are an elite team when he and Jokic are playing together, which is why you see them in this position. Whatever hotel or whatever facility they might be in with Eric Spolster and the rest of his staff, what what are they thinking right now? What do you think they're they're drawing up coming off of game one, needing obviously to take one in Denver, game two being their best chance, it appears, right now. What do you think, Stephen A? Well, number one, they're in a world of trouble. That's what they're thinking. They're praying a lot because divine intervention may be necessary in all of this. That's number one. Number two, the reason is also is because they are not, they, you know, you, you don't have anything on the interior. Yeah, Bam out of bio scored 26 points and 25 shots, uh, but a lot of them were mid-range. They're willing to forfeit that in order to key on other guys to make sure that those undrafted players, seven to be exact, that out a lot of playing time in the postseason for Eric Spoelstra in the Miami Heat. Let's make sure there's a hand in their face, there's a body in front of them. Let's make sure we can test them to remind them they were undrafted for a reason and there's levels to this. And that's what they've done. Gabe Vincent had a decent shooting game, shoot 50% last night, but Caleb Caleb, you know, Martin shot one for seven. Max Strew shot 0 for 10. Duncan Robinson shot one for six coming off the bench. I mean, that's two for 23 overall. That's god awful. And there's no way in hell that you're going to beat the Denver Nuggets if you're shooting the basketball like that, particularly when it's coming from your perimeter shooters who are all averaging about combining the average about 56 points per game in this postseason and were shooting pretty damn well from, from beyond the arc. They've got to hit perimeter shots. They don't have anything in the interior. There's no Shaq for them. There's no Tim Duncan for them. There's no Joel Embiid for them. There's nobody for them. Bam Adebayo is not somebody that's going to do something for you on the interior going up against a guy like Jokic. They've got to be able to hit perimeter shots. And you've got to be like the Golden State Warriors in effect in this regard. Push the ball up the floor and we're going to beat you with our perimeter game because we know we don't have much on the interior to offset what you're going to throw in our direction. So their only hope is to hit perimeter shots. I don't see any other way that the Miami Heat can even make this a series, let alone win the series, unless they're shooting at an elite fashion. And keep this in mind too, Rich. Mm-hmm. The Boston Celtics were beating the Miami Heat in every single category. Second chance points, fast break points, you know, all this other stuff they were doing. Shot, you know, their field goal percentage shooting. Miami outshot them from three. That's how they won the series. It was pretty much the only category they had beaten Boston in, shooting threes. I don't know if they, I don't think they can do that against uh, Denver, but they need to try. Well, you you led me to the question I was going to ask you, and so I'll ask it, Stephen A. Smith, is wherever the Celtics are are sitting right now, whether it's Tatum or Missoula or Brad Stevens, who announced that Missoula's coming back, what are they thinking after watching the Heat in Game 1, do you think? They're sick to their stomach because they know they would have been a better matchup against Denver. You've got to consider this. Gabe Vincent is relatively miniature. Jimmy Butler is your star, but he's undersized, particularly when being guarded by uh, Aaron Gordon or Jeff Green, to a lesser degree, Nikola Jokic. Um, you look at these other role players, they're role players for a reason. You look at Bam Adebayo, he's severely undersized against Jokic himself. Now you transition to Boston. Well, Jason Tatum wouldn't be undersized. 
Jalen Brown wouldn't be undersized. Derek White wouldn't be undersized. Malcolm Brogdon wouldn't be undersized. And although Al Horford and Robert Williams would be undersized against Dakota Jokic, it's not by that much. And both of them live on defense. And in Al Horford's case, he's got a set shot from the perimeter that would have pulled Nikola Jokic away from the basket or even an Aaron Gordon. So they wouldn't have been able to reside in the paint, neutralizing and nullifying anything you were going to throw in their direction from 10 feet and in. Boston could have uh, offset that. Miami doesn't have the personnel to do it. So Miami's only hope is to hit perimeter shots from the outside or get out of Denver with this high altitude, get to South Beach with that fresh air coming off the beach and run all day, every day, and try to exhaust the likes of Aaron Gordon or Nikola Jokic into getting into foul trouble and things of that nature. you got to try to pull off something like that in order to win this series. Again, it's a daunting task. It's highly unlikely, but it is a formula that you have available to you to at least try to give yourself some hope. The great Stephen A. Smith first take, No Mercy podcast. Also, Stephen A.'s world on the ever-burgeoning ESPN Plus platform right here on the Rich Eisen Show. During our conversation, Stephen A., your ESPN colleague, mine in the, uh, obviously, uh, the media world, sports media world, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, a Woj bomb. It's Frank Vogel's gig in Phoenix, and I'd love to get your on-air first blush reaction to that, Stephen A. Well, a couple of things. Number one, with my podcast, No Mercy, I changed the name to Stephen A. Smith Show two weeks ago. So I want to make sure you know that. They got it. For future reference, I want everybody to know that I I changed it to my name because I'm more recognizable than No Mercy. So (laughs) I want you to know that. Um, As it pertains to Frank Frank Vogel, he's not a bad choice for the job. He won a championship a few years ago. And more importantly, he preaches defense. And so when you preach defense and you've got a championship to show for it, I think that goes a long way. Was he the coach out there that everybody was looking at or clamoring for? Hell no. Um, Obviously, you think about Monty Williams, that's somebody that still should have been there, but they should be wanted to go in a different direction. That's not his guy, and that's the way it goes. In the case of Nick Nurse, he ended up signing with um, the Philadelphia 76ers. Do we believe he would have been a better choice than Frank Vogel? Sure. But Frank Vogel can coach. Uh, when he was coaching in Indiana years ago, before he went to Orlando, he was considered an elite defensive mind. When he came to L.A., he certainly instituted a formula uh, that, that elevated their level of play defensively. That definitely bodes well for him. So it's not a bad hire by any stretch. And when you win a championship, you definitely deserve an opportunity to come back and coach and show what your worth is. I certainly am wishing him all the best of luck. I think he deserves the opportunity. But was he the number one choice for the job? Mm. No, that was not the case. And Mon- I mean, uh, how lucky are the Pistons, right? Have Monty Williams go up there? I mean, what a what a what a great hire! I thought that was obviously. Well, he's uh, listen. He's the highest paid coach ever. <laughs> um, obviously, that's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Seventy eight million dollars over six years. Um, that's going to open the floodgates for the Steve Kerr's of the world and, there and, and various others because of what they bring to the table. He's definitely opened up the market for coaches and props to him for that. Hasn't won a championship, but got them to the finals a couple of years ago. Uh, coaches defense knows what he's doing, but the biggest reason he was hired at Detroit is because he's a leader of men, of young men. 
Um, when you talk about a role model, when you talk about somebody that knows how to do his job and pretty damn well, but in the same breath, really, really knows how to act and has the support of the entire coaching fraternity and beyond, uh, considering the level of adversity that he's experienced in his life. You remember his wife passed away in that yes. car accident Awful. years ago and stuff like that. Monty Williams has been through a lot and nobody, a lot of people don't take into account the fact that, uh, you know, they have a number of kids and, you know, that were left behind because their mother passed away. Mm. And, that's been on his shoulders. So, you know, he's had a lot on his shoulders and the manner in which he handled his life and his quality of life just speaks volumes about his character. Detroit knows they've got a lot of young talent that needs to be led in the right direction, not just how to perform, but how to behave off the court as well. And so I think because of all of that, they took that into consideration. That's why he's the new head coach of the Detroit Pistons. That's why they've made the investment in him that they have made. Last one for you, Stephen A. Smith. The comments from Adam Silver about John Morant's investigation being essentially wrapped up, finding additional uh, subject matters that were so, I guess, one would assume egregious that they decided to uh, wait until the finals are over to announce a suspension for Morant out of respect for the finals and the players playing in it. Your thoughts on, on that? I think John Morant's in some trouble. Um, there are certain things that we can speak on, and there are certain things we can't. What we can speak on is the fact that um, the incidences that he has found himself in, getting into a fight with a high schooler, allegedly coming out of his house with a gun to confront the high schooler, um, having a friend of his in, in his company, and they had an issue with some Indiana Pacers personnel, and mm-hmm. they saw some lead red laser dot pointing at somebody. There was another incident in a club. There was stuff in the strip club with him waving a gun. And then there's another one where he's on Instagram live and one of his friends put him on Instagram live. And, you know, again, you see him waving a gun, stuff like that. Um, Adam Silver feels betrayed. Adam Silver feels like John Moran looked him in the face, told him one thing and did another. And all I could tell, all I could say to John Moran is that he is very lucky that Adam Silver is the commissioner of the NBA and not the late, great David Stern. Because had it been David Stern, it wouldn't have been just an eight-game suspension of first go-round. It would have been much different than that. And had it been David Stern, we might be looking at lawsuits and all of this other stuff because David Stern would have tried to turn around and suspend him for the entire season next year. That's how David Stern rolls, and you know I'm telling the truth about that, Rich Eisen. Mm -hmm. In the case of Adam Silver, I don't suspect he'll go that far. Um, I don't think it'll be the entire season, of course. I don't think it'll even be half the season. I anticipate it to be 25 games, hmm. um, and those 25, something around or along those lines, to send a message to try to provide a deterrent for other players uh, to engage in similar behavior. But there are other things, like I said, we can't speak of in terms of John Moran's behavior off the court. Some of the things that he finds himself engaged in uh, with the company that he keeps, uh, with the establishments that he, he visits, things of that nature. Um, and obviously he feels compelled pretty much all the time to have a gun around him. And so that brings into question all of those things that I just mentioned that, again, I'm not at liberty to speak on, but I can tell you this. I'm from the streets of New York City, and a lot of players I know are from the streets, period. And I can tell you that people within the NBA community are not just concerned about John Morant playing basketball. They're concerned about whether or not he's going to be alive in five years because of the environments that he finds himself around 
and the situations he finds himself confronted by. It's a serious matter, and it's something that I think that the NBA and everybody um, that knows anything about the kind of things that are going on with him find themselves concerned about. Wow. Uh, uh, that that's a jaw dropper, Stephen A. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know that. I'm just I'm just telling you what I always tell you. I tell you the truth as I know it. I know, Stephen A. Thanks for the time. I really appreciate right. this again. Uh, enjoy the rest of the finals. I look forward to seeing you on uh, on on the tube, and then of course, Steve, Stephen A. Smith show, um, along with Stephen A.'s world and first take and so much more. Thanks again, Stephen A. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Right back right. at that. Right back at you. What do you think about that, TJ, when you hear that from Stephen A? That's kind of hard to take in right now. You know, you're asking me my thoughts 10 seconds after he just said yes. that. It's just like, That's what we do here, I'm, right? I'm, I'm, I'm baffled by that. You know, you, you look at a kid who you, you seemingly think, okay, he's got both of his parents, and it seemingly the parents were involved in his life so you assume that someone who had that may not have gone down that path but to hear what he just said the, the whole five years thing man that that's that's kind of shocking you know I, I at first i looked at it as a kid you know just kind of acting up you get yourself some money you get yourself some fame you want to kind of like walk around and, and peacock a little and, and you make mistakes obviously not everyone does it but some people do mm-hmm which he clearly has done. But but now to, to hear him, to hear what Stephen A. just said, man, that just, I think Chris and I both kind of just kind of like gasped at the same time. Like, I wow, did too. Yeah. He's 23 years old. So he's yeah. saying that by age 28, they're concerned he might, he might not be a lot. I think one thing that Stephen A. said hit, the, hit it right on the head in terms of basketball uh, he's very lucky it's Adam Silver and not David Stern Whoa. because he would be suspended for the whole season. David Stern would suspend first and file briefs later. Yep. It you wouldn't know. have just been in eight games. He would have been suspended for the rest of this year. And then if what the investigation turned up, what it, it appears or what it sounds like, he'd be gone all of next year. Well, again, in the... And that's Stephen, the thing, we don't know what that investigation correct. is yet, so that's why it's it's hard to kind correct. Of, maybe right. when we hear it, we could go, oh, okay, well that makes sense. But as of right now, it's just like wow. Well, obviously, it's it's who yeah. he is surrounding himself with, who are his circle, who is he hanging out with, what world is he living in, is what he's saying. That's what that's what he is saying, and so. Again, what what we've seen from Morant is the the Indiana Pacers incident that he's referring to. It was a red dot that was, mm-hmm. you know, flashed into their bus that made people think they were literally being targeted. Led to the team revoking, from what I have read, the privileges of a friend of his from being allowed at the game in Memphis. And you, you have and to, it was this it was this same friend whose Instagram live Morant was on sitting in the passenger seat of the car where we saw another gun flashed mm-hmm. same guy that he's about, that that was no longer allowed to be at Grizzlies home games because of that Pacers incident and if Morant told the commissioner what we assume he told the commissioner because it's what he told Jalen Rose on ESPN hey I get it. Well, clearly he hasn't. And then 
if it is the the league wringing their hands over a star of the game associating in a world that might cause him to wind up dead holy smokes and then the only thing i would push back then would be too bad if they're concerned for his life then uh, too bad if it overshadows Game One of the of the NBA Finals. Like act now. Yeah, yeah. there's a, there's something bigger right at hand. Like know? let's go. Right. The fact is he's 23. So 23. You're, you're hoping, like, learn from this, bro. Yes. Like you have you this world. Life is so short. Tenuous. And, and, and yes, sir. This world is you know is your oyster right now bro you you have everything to live for you have the opportunities that John Moran has to you know we talk about generational wealth and you know him being able to uplift kids that look like him and kids who don't look like him you know just you're that guy man and trying to play a role that you're probably not suited to play that's the thing that does get people caught up in the mix. And I tell you who doesn't like that, Rich, are guys who are actually in that role, guys who don't have a chance, who are from the streets, who had to grow up and, and fight. They they don't like it when a dude who could take a left instead goes right and follows them. And and I, I just feel like he's got a chance to, to get himself back on track, but it just depends on where his head's at. I hope for his sake, I hope for his friends and family's sake that he, he learns from this and and understands he's got a chance to be legendary. So do that. Let's take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Doug Peterson of the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up at hour number two. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, we just showed uh, for our radio audience, to our Roku audience, me trying to get a a nickname to um, Mahomes. You gotta move on. Oh, it's terrible. Move well, that that at least is funny. The Matril, I think, is funny. Patril's terrible. It was maybe my worst idea ever. The Matril stopped being funny a decade ago. <laughs> Where's Tyler Hero? Where's Tyler Hero? They, I need a hero. I need him coming back. I need and I because my 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 uh, don't blow up the the heat for Giannis. Take um, 
pit is going up yeah. in smoke. Oh, my God. It, it looks worse than ever. It looks worse than ever as Stephen A. just went through. What are the Miami Heat thinking right now? They're looking for divine intervention. Because <laughs> the roster ain't cutting it. Yeah. Bam out of bio. Bam out of bio. 26 points on 25, uh, 20, uh, on 25 shots. A um, lot of a mid-range. Ain't cutting it. They need, they need to rain threes down on the Nuggets. And the Nuggets are probably like, okay, you want to speed it up and rain threes? Yeah, I don't think eh, you want to do that. That's fine with us. Cool, cool. We can do that. Because we got a seven-foot <laughs> unicorn who can do it on the wrong foot. Yeah. <laughs> he's got like a Jamal Wilkes ball behind the head type <laughs> jump shot sometimes. Right? Oh, he's, he's, he's old like, school to it's the behind, bone, Like this shot we have right here. How are you blocking looks that Looks normal. Shot? But that looks like a normal shot, right? Sometimes he has both hands on the way, ball. Yeah. And it looks like he's doing a throw-in in soccer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know like what I mean? That's like a Dirk Nowitzki. When you're seven foot tall and you're extending the ball over your head like that. Forget it's just, it. Now, now you're nine feet tall. Yeah, like that's impossible. <laughs> impossible to stop. So the Nuggets will be like, okay, you want to you speed it up? Rain threes? Okay. Okay, great. Okay. Well, we, have, right. we have Murray. Struess, Robinson, NPK, Vincent. And you KCP. Know, Caleb Martin sounds good. We got Jokic, Murray, Porter. KCP, yeah. Brown, right? Yep. <laughs> Good luck. They got a Brown and a Brown. A Brown. Nice. Uh, <laughs> brown. Yeah. Brown. brown. My name is Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. Come on. Here's the other thing about the Nuggets, right? If you brown. if you look at the Nuggets team, look at the very end of the bench and peep the guy who's sitting in the last seat. That's Reggie Jackson, who like oh yeah, by the former way, former Clipper, former guy that right, we were calling yeah, yeah. Mr. May. You flipped him. If that was in the Bones Highland trade, yeah, right? Wasn't it? Reggie Jackson? I don't think has gotten in a game this entire play. I mean, he may have. I don't. I no, can't he, remember. He did. He, he did. I think it was the second round series. They needed him. They it's, they needed him for I forget what did KCP get hobbled or something like that, and he made an appearance. Okay. And it's just like okay, yeah, one one of one of the he. He had like a very microwave type yeah, ability like three for the minutes, Clippers. Three minutes, four minutes. Yeah, he's he's at the end of the bench. Yeah, and so is DeAndre Jordan. And that's more understandable. <laughs> I did not even realize that. Yeah. You guys said that yesterday, By and the I way, was just like, "Wait, what?" DeAndre Jordan's at the end of the Nuggets bench. Blake Griffin's at the end of the Celtics bench. Yeah. Chris Paul couldn't get off the bench for the end of the uh, series for the Suns. <laughs> what might have been, man? Not, by the way, how about Frank Vogel's the coach there? Which means Doc's going to TV. Yeah, Doc's kind of the odd man out. Yeah. Also, how about... And, and Budenholzer, where's he going to wind up? That's true. Oh, yeah. I don't think... I think all the jobs are filled now, right? Well, I mean, Budenholzer will just wind up on somebody's benches like the the coach whisperer somewhere, right? Take just him, take, a year, take him to Boston. Take a year off. We need assistant coaches. By the way, that you need, well, obviously Doc won't go there, but you need like we one. We need bench coaches. Rajan Rondo's name is being thrown about. Yes, let's go. Right. Sam Cassell, let's go. Let's bring in right, these old vets. Right, that's sort of. That's what we need. Al Horford should probably just retire and have him be a coach. Let's go. I mean, you can't have Sam. That's that's the Sixers. He was with the Celtics before. I'm I mean, saying. that's true. Oh. And who knows if, I guess, Nurse is going to keep that staff or not. Should, co- should Coach Bud go back to the Spurs? Be a Wembanyama whisperer. That would be awesome for him. And then just take over when Pop retires. Right? Just throwing stuff up against as, the as wall. We wait and see what happens with Steve Kerr. We didn't talk about this. Monty Williams is making $13 million a year as a head coach. Hey, man. 
Pistons wanted him, clearly. Wow, that is insane. And it's not like there was another job open for him to go use his leverage, right? Well, Philly, maybe. That, yeah, that was still that hadn't been an, Nick Nurse hadn't been announced yet, so. He was announced yesterday. Later on in next hour, we got a good sound bite there. Welcome to Philadelphia, Nick Nurse. Yeah, this ain't the Toronto <laughs> sports media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't answer the question. <laughs> like, chill, bro. Oh. Was that was that was that Eskin? Was that who was that? I don't know who said it. Trent Krim? Trent the Trent Krim of Philadelphia sports. <laughs> the lasso way. Mm. Uh, and Doug Peterson's going to be speaking of Philadelphia. <laughs> Should we play him that soundbite? <laughs> Nick Nurse, remember these days? Remember these days? <laughs> you didn't answer the question, Doug. You ever get anything like that in Jacksonville, Doug? <laughs> well, now he's in Jacksonville, pal. Who's sleeping on Calvin Ridley this year? Everybody? I don't think anyone's sleeping on them. Everybody. Nobody's mentioning them as to how how far the job. That's why you're like, who could potentially make the Super Bowl out of the state of Florida in the AFC? Jacksonville or Miami? Easier path to win the division. Did we put that on our poll question? Uh, Yeah, that's out. Uh, Let's see. I I think that's just about wrapping up. Our poll question from yesterday, the yeah, 24 yeah, hour Tom, period on Brian average. Brian Hoyer show. blew out Tom Brady. I was kind of shocked there. And who, it's who, who might play uh, a, a down for the Raiders? Yeah. Uh, Jaguars, uh, 57%. I might have put the thumb on the scale there beat, by beat saying. The that, yeah. And then you're a bigger cheerleader than I am. <laughs> I was waiting 68%. For that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I knew I'd lose that poll. Now let's throw TJ in as a third candidate and see how it works. Please do that. <laughs> Doug Peterson coming. 